0: Little
2: cough! Heavy Hames! All right. All right. Woo! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what fired me up was watching um, one of my. This is like a 10 year running bit that Jimmy Kimmel hates Matt Damon and that Matt Damon hates Jimmy Kimmel. And Brady. Uh, was Brady just promoting. Uh, what was he doing? Was he promoting the TB12? TB12 or something? Just wanted to go hang out, get a haircut? Wear a leather jacket, look like a badass.
0: Yeah, it's a, that's a good question. I, you know, I just maybe just want to hang out with his buddies. Like, if you're Tom, you ha, you do relate to like Kimmel and Damon, like just superstars, right? Like, yeah. who you, who are you hanging out with? You don't. You're like you're not friends with your neighbor. I don't, have you seen Tom Brady's house? I, his neighbor is a mile away because he's on a fucking compound.
2: Yeah, Alex Guerrero. I yeah,
0: gotta watch yeah. the video.
2: The video you told me about of Tom eating. Tom not eating pizza. On the plane.
0: Well, it it doesn't show Tom eating or not eating. It just shows the box of pizza, which he calls the number one L.A. pizza, and then the next Insta story is Guerrero looks like sitting next to him on the plane, powering down a slice. All right, I got to uh, got to peep that. Smiling.
2: Number one. I you know, number one.
0: TB twelve.
2: Uh, all right, the uh, uh, Warriors Warriors on Saturday. We'll get to that. But first, the. <clears throat> Fourth podcast of the week for Haberman and Middlecoff. Not to mention the three and out pod uh, that came out yesterday. Not to mention articles in the Athletic. Not to mention the Cowherd appearance. A lot
0: of, lot of you, content. You, you know, you've been banging out radio shows all week. You got the games you call on this weekend. Mm-mm. I mean, you you're no just o- overworked, underpaid, <laughs> properly worked, and getting paid better, I, and better I, by I, the day. I, I got a quick question. I saw Gottlieb tweeted out. Oklahoma State's playing Oregon State this weekend. How's that possible?
2: Uh, As the, tur- the tournament started? No. No, in baseball. So there's 11 baseball teams. Colorado doesn't have a baseball team. So every weekend in league play. Uh, oh, so
0: a team has to play. You go out uh, of league. So,
2: like, for them, like, for both those teams, it's a great, you know, for Oklahoma State, if you can organize something cool like that, it's good for, like, Oklahoma State. You go, you win one of three. Like, no one's giving you any shit for going to Oregon State. And, um, uh, You know, playing three games in front of eleven thousand plus over the course of three days, and
0: do they always power five it, or do sometimes they go smaller schools? No,
2: yeah, I mean sometimes you end up with uh, BYU. Like somebody just played three against BYU,
0: like Cal Poly's, the Fullertons, the Long Beaches, teams like that. Right. Probably easy for the Californians. Like if you're UCLA, you should just play Long Beach State, right, or Fullerton, or Irvine, or Riverside. Like there is no reason to fly to Texas. Unless for your ego, you know, and to make the tournament. But they if you play in the Pac-12 for baseball to make the college baseball tournament, the conference is good enough, right, if you play well. Yes. It, I
2: mean, I, like right now you've got top three teams. Like this last month has been like top three, three of the top five teams basically have been in the Pac-12. But it's not like, I think the ACC, the SEC, they get a lot of love over the course of a year.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, um, it wouldn't be crazy if you're Arizona to go play LSU.
2: Yeah, like, I think what happens, or, like, Cal did that, a, like, a month ago. But that was in the non-conference. But I think they feel like this side of the country, it's harder for them in the non-league to get, you know, those, those guys' schedules. Because you will but just, like, they end up playing, like, Cal Poly or St. Mary's or USF. And it's not, for them, like, RPI stuff the same. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, there's your, there's your baseball Is, insight. Is Mark Kreidler's kid a legit baller? Ryan?
2: Yeah, Ryan's been. Uh, I haven't checked his stats in the last few weeks, but I talked to Mark probably about three weeks ago because I was just looking at some stuff and I saw that Young
0: Crides was hitting like 350. I don't know. That was right there. Star- but he's a starting shortstop, right, on arguably the best team in the country?
2: Well, they're the number one team in the country and they have been
0: for a while, yeah. So he's a starting shortstop for the number one team in the country. That has got to bode pretty well. Yeah. I don't know if. Is, is, does college baseball work like Little League? Like, if you're the shortstop, you're the best player on the team? Not necessarily. Not necessarily.
2: But, but if you're the starting shortstop at UCLA, you're damn good, period.
0: Did, did you call UCLA game this year? Uh, no. Like, does he bat, like, one or two? Or is he hitting, like, eight you know, or nine?
2: The last I checked, he was hitting, I think, I want to say he was hitting second. So I'm mean, at. But I'm not, I'm. don't hold me to that.
0: So, I mean, there's a very, very good chance. He was drafted once. This kid's going to be drafted again, probably much higher.
2: He's hitting three fourteen right now, John. For people not in the Bay Area, uh, Mark Kreider, longtime friend of the show. Yeah, radio Men- host. Mentor to the show back when it was terrestrial radio. Three ninety one on base. I mean, that's pretty damn good. He's fourth on the team and hitting four is he Is four, he, four is four he a junior? Um, I think he is. Yeah, I, I feel like he's been there forever, but it's probably only because we know Mark.
0: Well, and we also knew when he was balling when he was, like, a junior in high school. So it feels like probably a little longer. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because
2: he's – He could he, be he – he's probably a junior. Yeah, no, he's a junior, but he's, he's made some jumps. Hit 222 last year. So he's up over – up 100 points. Already more home runs. This guy's getting drafted then. Keep your eye on Ryan Kridler. Long time uh, – we've been following
0: him a long time. I will. Cridler, Mark Kridler. Is going to have to take some drives from uh, Sacramento, probably to like Stockton when he's playing in these in the single A's. Yeah,
2: I know he's been traveling to a lot of uh, maybe it'll be double A pretty quick rookie ball to double A bang. Uh, all right, John. This podcast is brought to you by Mother's Day around the corner. I mean, uh, like right around the corner. Sherry's berries. I've been eating. I've been eating Sherry's berries like I'm somebody's mom basically for the last week, and your mom can be eating them too, or your Your wife, your grandma, sister, sister sister-in-law. I mean, if you're just thinking of a gift, Sherry's
0: Berries is the way to go. Guy, you're crazy. Uh, Well, I know you're not crazy, but our listeners are crazy. If you do not take care of your mothers this Mother's Day and go to berries.com and get the, uh, the assorted strawberries dipped in chocolate, white chocolate, dark chocolate, chocolate chips, pink shimmer sugars, and swizzles. They melt in your mouth. I'm a sucker for the white chocolate. The regular chocolate with the chocolate chips is also pretty legit. Again, berries, B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. And uh dollars 99 go take care of your mom. You have to think about your mother. Do not act like Aaron Rodgers.
2: Do not. I want to, Yeah, <laughs> Sherry's Berries probably appreciates that tie-in. Don't wait until the last minute on this one, uh, berries.com, to order the freshly dipped strawberries starting at 1999 for the moms in your life. And to make mom really happy, you can double the Berries for just $10 more.
0: Yep. Come on. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 12th. So go visit Berries, that's B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot Click on the microphone in the top right-hand corner and type in our go-to promo code. That's ham. H-A-M. Ham!
2: Berries.com. Microphone. Code ham. Uh, this podcast also brought to you by Hair Club. Ooh. Confidence is important. And sometimes one change can make all the difference. Hair Club knows this; they understand the emotions uh, that you feel and the questions that you have, and Hair Club has the answers. Been the leader in total hair solutions for over forty years with a legacy of success.
0: Yes, guy. The, the they understand the emotions and the feelings of and knowing the questions you have. And I've personally been there, guy, uh, of knowing the insecurity of losing your hair, it's tough. It's not an easy thing to go through, I went through it. I'm actually, and I've been saying, since they've jumped on board, been thinking about making a comeback. Uh, I I really have, and if I was gonna do it, go to hairclub.com slash ham, whether you're looking to revitalize the growth of your own hair, which uh, I would, that wouldn't work for me, because it's already gone. I would probably need to do the latest proven methods of hair replacement and or restoration, Uh, and the Hair Club does that, but here's the key guy, You just go to HairClub.com slash ham and just sign up. Just sign up for a free health and hair and scalp analysis for our new customers. That's what we need you to do. Go to HairClub.com slash ham. If you're having these thoughts, these emotions, these insecurities, I've had them. It happened to me. And and just go sign up, guy, and enjoy a $250 savings on any qualifying Hair Club service after your initial consultation.
2: That's HairClub.com slash ham for a free hair, health, and scalp analysis. And the two hundred and fifty dollar savings on any qualifying hair club service after the initial consultation. Hairclub.com slash ham.
0: Again, guy, we just go to hairclub.com slash ham and sign up. It's free. We just need you sign up.
2: And by untuck it, John. Untuck it. Shirts we've been wearing.
0: Oh well, um, can't stop wearing them, guy. I, just ordered uh yeah. I, I pulled a fast one. Yeah. Because when we first got the sponsor, I ordered a couple. Promo code ham, twenty percent off. Well, the, I've already used the promo, so it didn't work. So I pretended I was l- my little brother, ordered them, sent them to my mom's house, uh, used his email, and used the promo code again. Credit for us. Woo! But, but I, I wanted some of the shirts. I just yeah. wanted more stuff. They, they have some good deals. Mo-
2: she's going to think it's Sherry's berries when that box well, I'm gonna
0: go. Out. I'm going to go fire home and grab it. And uh, I know it won't fit him, so he can't steal it.
2: It is my go-to shirt right now. I actually want my, uh, my Untucked shirt is my go-to shirt, so I do need to get another one or more than one. Uh, because it's perfect. I can wear it variety of occasions, like something a little light, like a nicer dinner, a little date night, I can rock it. Just a casual hangout, I can wear it. Um, with the Untuck, it' not too long. I'm short, so shirts are long on me if I wear them untucked, but not the Untuckets because they've got 50, 50 different fit combinations. So, whatever your body type, they got something for your frame.
0: I think most people realize, though, Guy, even if you're taller, because if you're taller, the shirt is just longer. They always hang way too low on any human's body. Well, that's what's so genius. I mean this really is one of the most genius things that we've had on the podcast just for the functionality because I think it's something that bothers 99% of men. You're like, God, I, I have the shirt untucked. I really like it, but it feels like I have a dress on. These things perfectly just hang right over your belt. <laughs> it's like it's the exact length that everyone's ideally wanted for a shirt untucked. It looks casual. looks cool. And, guy, you save money when you go to untuckit.com. And use our promo code HAM. You get 20% off. 20% off.
2: Try it on in person. One of Untucket's 50 stores. Or go to Untucket.com to get started. Plus free shipping, returns on all U.S. orders. And you get the 20% off the first order using the code HAM at checkout. That's Untucket.com. Promo code HAM.
0: Yep. HAM.
2: What is the Patriots' best advantage? Of all their yeah. advantages.
0: Uh, not counting a finger in the butt.
2: Not counting, uh, a yes, a crafty. Did you realize crafty was that crafty? I didn't. I don't even. No, I, it had not occurred to me that like we're getting the details on the story, but are we getting all the details?
0: I mean, crafty is. Uh... You know what
2: I mean? Like, well, but no, there has to be more to this story. I did not ever think that. Once we got to the sexual details. I was like, that's that's enough detail. We don't need more detail. But then somebody decided we needed more detail.
0: You know what's crazy is I, I heard someone this say. This is what I signed up for federal government
2: <laughs> for. Like, I've joined the FBI to be on this witness stand.
0: Well, you know what's crazy, really quick before we get into the actual Patriots, is it turns out, you know that he got his crafty from the owner of the store and there are no sex workers there. It was all kind of fraudulent. The so owner of the he, store? The owner of the store is what wow. gave it to
2: him. I mean, I guess you save on like health insurance for an employee. You
0: Why? I just, I just think she takes maybe takes care of their best clients, maybe their most famous clients. I don't know. But Jeez. in defense of Robert, I you know I, I believe that the prostitution law is somewhat of just an arbitrary law, like you know, uh, marijuana, light gambling. Uh, you know if two consenting adults want to enter into it I have no problem now sex working thing I think jolted everyone that's what most people had a problem with but that's not yeah. the case well, that's, here. What,
2: that's what that's what yes that's if it was that, that, that,
0: that no one that is 100 not the case here and again even if there were sex workers there he got it from the owner of the store twice but he got a basically a crafty finger in the in the pooper and then he won the AFC championship game in, in all in one day I mean that's a pretty strong day for a 77 year old uh, billionaire right?
2: Yeah, I don't want to talk about the story. I don't. It doesn't it doesn't do anything for
0: me. <laughs> I, I find it pretty. I, I I am very entertained by
2: Robert. I was entertained by the headline, and then I was like, I've got enough information. I well, got what I, I got. What I need out of the story.
0: I I think it makes sense why the video. Uh, you know, he's fighting to keep that thing under wraps. Who's fighting to make it public? I, you know, I think the I think the who's uh, on the other side. No, there shouldn't be anybody on I, the other I, side. I don't know the, the yeah. Someone clearly is like, who's he fighting against? There's there's clearly a a contingent of humans. I don't know who it is. Is
2: there a reporter out there that filed the like Freedom of Information Act? Like
0: this is yeah. public record. This
2: needs to be in the House of Congress
0: or whatever. I I, I, Library I, know, of Congress. I know that I personally don't have the discipline not to press play. Oh my now, god. Now I probably god. look away. That, but that is. I, I, I do have there, the
2: discipline not to press play. I don't even know how you like. Probably well, God, just want I mean, not to pee your bed in the morning. Like, come well, because, on, you've got the discipline.
0: Because, again, do you know how many do you know how many humans would press play? It's just in yes, our nature. It's I like, do. yeah, a lot. And I'd be one of them. Just like, well, oh, I, I can't watch the gruesome injury, you know, when a leg snap. And well, you always different. do very yeah, similar.
2: No, not similar at all. Not similar at all.
0: I think deep down you probably – every Not, <laughs> not a chance.
2: Not press. a chance.
0: Even if it's just for a second. Just to watch oh, him, like, man.
2: the initial walk-in. Oh, well, that's, but that's not what we're about The walk-in, I don't care about the walk-in. Sure, but, sure, uh, the walk-in. I think
0: the, the video encompasses all. because Yeah, it had, well,
2: no. If if it was all or nothing, I would take nothing. Eas- yeah. Easily. Easy decision.
0: I, I just think you'll watch up until the point, and then you'll click away, which we all will.
2: No, I absolutely will not. There's no
0: way. Yeah, see, I mean, though, I think a lot of people are going to say no. they that's didn't. That's not what well, I'm debating. <laughs> I'm going to throw you, I'm going to lump you in there, too. <laughs>
2: Uh, I think the Patriots greatest advantage is Bill Belichick. Like the fact that Tom Brady's cheap isn't their greatest advantage, but it's an incredible advantage. And Brady was on Kimmel on uh, Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my question if I'm Belichick was like, "Well, Tom, if you're taking less money because your wife is rich, how about instead of 15 million on the next contract, you take 3?" Um but really I was just curious like when has he been his most expensive? His most expensive was in terms of total cash, his cap hits 27 this year, but he was 19.7 million in 2011. So in See, industry... to me,
0: to me, that's a lot bigger because the what was the salary cap, like $70 million less. It, yeah. the, sal- the salary cap has gone up 60 million in the last five years or six years. So per- so yeah. About-
2: yeah. It's a great point, right? What's the percentage of his cap that he's been every year? That but, was the highest by far, but at, at a, percentage aside, at a position in a sport where it's only
0: gotten more expensive, we're talking was, about was 120 million in 2011.
2: 120 million in two, So it's a sixth. He was a sixth of the cap in 2011. Although I don't know yeah. what his. I'm just talking about his cash. I'm not sure what his cap number was that year. Gotcha. Could have been bigger. I mean, for all we know, because it's 20. Like his cap number is 27 this year. But in terms of the money he's making, it's 15 this year. Um he's made more money than he will this year in just cash in three other years. And he hasn't made more than 15 million since 2014 in cash. Do you know what's a little skewed with
0: Brady is that his numbers have never been that high, but because of the quantity of years he's played, like I was like how much has Tom Brady made? Well, guy, at the end of this year he'll have made 227 million in salary. But you're just like, God, he's been making 15 a year forever. Well, yeah, he's played fucking 20 years. And you know, he started making decent money because they extended him after he won that Super Bowl going into his third year. So really, in 2005, he always started making double-digit millions. So if you make double-digit millions for, you know, 12 to $15 million for 15 years, it just adds up. Yeah,
2: you're right. For a, uh, a guy drafted, or he was drafted, he made $9 million in cash in year four.
0: Do you think any player in NFL history has made this much money? Maybe Peyton. Because Peyton made a lot, but he didn't quite play as long. I guess Peyton was in the league a couple years before him, huh? Yeah, 98. Would you imagine Peyton's over $200 Because when I say $200 million for an NFL player, that's a lot. That's like NBA money. Don't you think? Yeah. Like mo- most guy, I bet that's if you Tracy look up... That's money. Yeah, I bet if you look up like Revis, like I bet Revis' career earnings were like 140 And he had multiple premium contracts. Yeah, Peyton's a shitload. Peyton has to be the highest paid player ever, 250. But I bet some of these younger guys, like now they got to play it well, out. How, mu- like, how
2: much has Stafford made? Mac was good.
0: 163. What would you guess, Stafford? Is he over 200 million?
2: Uh, what was his rookie deal?
0: A lot. Was it more than 50? Uh, I think that was Bradford the next year.
2: I'd say Stafford's uh, under 200, but he's still
0: under. He's still young. How so Peyton's at 250. No, S- Stafford's – well, Stafford as of today has made 180. Okay, but he'll get there soon. But if he gets these – if he plays out these next 31. four years, he'd be at 260. He's 31 Ooh. years old? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Peyton and Brady – but really, if, if Brady had pushed his chips to the middle of the table – his number would be closer to 300 than it would 200, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I, I would agree the Patriots' single greatest advantage is, in my opinion, they have the best coach in NFL history who's also their negotiator, who's also their personnel guy, who also just is so secure in his own skin that is just like he's just in the zone. Like, to me, Brady's in the zone, but he really has to work at it. Now, I Bill, would, I'm not saying he fucking grinds too. Maybe, maybe they're both – you could argue they're both pretty equal.
2: Breeze, by the way. Who? Drew Breeze. What two, about Drew Breeze? Two, $223 million.
0: I mean, think how much at the end of the career, like a Russell Wilson or a Luck will have amassed, Right. Bree's
2: cash in 2006 was $22 million, and then his cash in, two, in 2006, it was $22 million.
0: That's the one thing. People are like, NFL players get screwed. Quarterbacks are like, yeah, we make NBA and Major League Baseball money. <laughs> like, we're, we're good. Sorry. That's, we're both- why, that, that's why I always think with the player lockout and stuff, it gets difficult for everyone's like, oh, the baseball players are going to strike. You're telling me Harper's just going to walk out on the cash? Machado? Uh, we'll see. You know, Posey? That's Chris sale but Brady I they their biggest team building though exercise or advantage guy has been Tom they have a quarterback they're saving 15 million dollars a year relative to what he should be hell Tom on every negotiation he's had since about 07 could argue to, he like I should always be the highest paid player so if he's making 15 given that he's heading into a free agency, he could be a dick about it and say, I'm worth 40. He could be a pain in their ass, right? And have the leverage to stand on his demands, which could be outrageous if he chose to be.
2: It's just, uh, yeah, it's just on the list of, like there have been so many things that have kept this dynasty going. And one of them is that their quarterback doesn't need the money. Now, nobody needs the money, right? I mean, you could make the case like, couldn't Breeze be taking less money, too, even though his wife is not making more money than him? But people just don't do that. That's not the way most players operate. So Tom, even if he wasn't married to Giselle, still doesn't need the money either, right? <laughs> like, like, if we if we were play this game, my question would be like, well, okay, Tom, can you take a million dollars then? Or is that... Or is 15, just like, we're not yeah, going to... Right yeah, but I 15? mean, yeah,
0: To to me, his next... Because he's kind of on... I mean, somewhat of the end of the road, right? At 42 years old? Yeah.
2: But he doesn't have a contract for 2020 at this point. Well, he could just play
0: on the franchise tag.
2: If you play in the franchise tag, it'd be the most money... And I guess this is not uncommon. The franchise tag's high, but it'd be by far... Like, if you told me, has Tom Brady... If you just didn't know anything about contracts, and you'd say, has Tom ever made more than the franchise tag? You'd, ha- you'd say yes,
0: but he hasn't. So you think that... Because I think there's two ways to look at it. He could ask the Patriots for just to do another cheap deal, right? Like two years, $40 million, piece. Or he could just be like, well, my career could end at any moment. Now I'm in my 40s. I might as well just go for it all and get $32 million of franchise tag next year. I, you would say consistently because he knows Belichick does build the team around him and it clearly works that he would probably just give him another deal. I wonder – yeah, I wonder what he would say if you said, Tom –
2: in 2020, you can make $12 million and we'll win the Super Bowl. Or you can make $30 million and we won't win the Super Bowl. Would he be willing to pay $18 million for a Super Bowl?
0: Yes. Because to me, that means more I think than so. him. Yeah, I think so too. And I think at the end of the day, you could argue that some of these quarterbacks, if they trust their front office, like if I'm Russell Wilson, I would just... Trust Pete and John when it came to doing the best for our team 100%, right? Knowing that they're all behind me. Wouldn't it have behooved me if I was him and I've already made a ton of money to take a little less to help him out to try to win more Super Bowls than to create – become one of the biggest legends of all time? Like Tom Brady's earning power to me, it changes when he's done playing because that salary ends, but he becomes – you know, probably the most valuable uh, athlete in our lifetime, just in terms of people paying to like do stuff around like Jordan and Tiger. I would say even more than LeBron, right? Uh, yeah. Mm. Like marketability. I mean, LeBron is. Yeah, but LeBron's already has the lifetime Nike deal. Like he's already kind of set. I- I'm just saying for Tom. And Tom's a little different than LeBron. I'm like Tom does deals with like Rolex or wheels up or whatever, but his earning power because of his known as the greatest quarterback of all time, he's going to make so much goddamn money when it all ends, be able to do whatever he wants. Doing What What are you talking about? Like speaking to ph- pharmaceutical companies. I'm just saying to do whatever he wants, whether it's that, whether it's, being paid to market. Just... Well, the reason
2: I asked that question is because like these guys could make as much money as they want, like doing whatever they could do. A, they, they could book 365 things if they want to do. But my, by the way, I, my question is like, could you, what are like the five big things you could do? Like if LeBron was like, I'm doing the five big things. And Tom was like, I'm doing the five big things which one would make more money doing whatever those five like, cause Tom could make more money. Like Peyton could make more money. I just, Peyton's going to speak at a, the, the, the InBev, And then he's going to speak at uh, yeah I, Johnson and Johnson. I, I, and then he's I, I guess
0: all these guys are gonna make so much. Money. I'm just saying, I think Tom, Tom took discounts. Maybe I'm taking the wrong angle here. He took discounts to be the biggest legend in something that's unquantifiable. Cause he goes, I already have more money than I can ever think of what to do. But unlike LeBron, and unlike a lot of these other quarterbacks that are following me that have to maximize every penny, I'm the greatest fucking quarterback that's ever walked. And I've just won six championships and I'm poised to win a seventh. Like there there is an unquantifiable thing to me that probably only Michael and, and Tiger have that LeBron will never have. And just all these quarterbacks coming at me won't won't ever have either. Like they ain't, no one's none of these guys like Russell Wilson. If I told you Russell Wilson wins two more Super Bowls, you'd be like, that's fucking incredible, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, Tom has six. And again, they are the favorite to win it this year. So that, to me, the, the arguments about money, It's I, I was taking the wrong angle. It's about shit that's not quantifiable. I'm the greatest quarterback ever. And it's basically in stone because how's anyone going to catch me? If I tell you that Mahomes wins three Super Bowls, you're like, holy fuck, is he going to be known as a better quarterback than like Peyton Manning? Is he going to be past – like be be up there with like Montana? And if he won three guys, he'd still have as of right now three less than Brady. <laughs> I, I think Brady's career is just going to be unmatched. Because even if Mahomes were to win like four MVPs in his career, like just throughout – let's say he wins like three in a row right now, wins another one when he's like 32 – He'll go down as one of the great quarterbacks ever. Wins a couple Super Bowls. That resume doesn't sniff Tom's, does it? Yeah,
2: I don't think there's anybody we're watching right now that I think is going to win three Super Bowls. Like, I don't think Russell's going to win two more Super Bowls.
0: Well, I think I think Russ. You'd have to bet on just because he already has one. Like, if going no, was gonna win, I don't. Like two more Super Bowls is a, like if he wins well, one but, more but Super I'm Bowl. I'm just saying, incredible. if you if you had to go, what guy is going to have three Super Bowls? Roethlisberger, Roethlisberg technically could, but I don't. No one would ever view him as any close to the equal. Breeze, two away. Russell's to me, you take you take Russell over Breeze because he's way younger. Mahomes hasn't won one, but you go his first year starting, he did make the ACC championship, and it's pretty clear. Like Mahomes, is, you would bet if I said, guy, you can put a thousand dollars in Mahomes would win one, like that's a smart bet. You would do it. It's still risky. There's no guarantee, but you're like you know. Like Rogers, he's got one. It feels like he's never going to win another one, though. Yeah, but I don't, got, someone's got to win these next. Someone's got to win them. No, you're right.
2: Someone's got to win them. Someone's got to win them. I just, I have a hard time picturing anybody.
0: Why
1: not?
2: Get it? No, I'm not even talking about getting to Tom. Like I, I, there's no debate on what you're saying about Tom being unmatched. I just. I, I don't know what's he gonna do. Now? My dad was telling me that I guess in Davis there was this Chinese restaurant that closed after 40 years last year. Hunan's? I don't know. It was down on uh, like what is that, Third Street or no B Street? Yeah, I don't think it's Hunan's. And uh, and they sold it. The people, the the husband and wife sold it, and they're like, you know, we just we need to spend time with our grandkids, and we all we've been doing for 40 years is this restaurant. And a year later, they open a new restaurant. They're just like, nah, we're bored. Like we got to open a new restaurant. Like, what is Tom gonna do? Is he gonna have a TV show like Peyton? Peyton was out there filming with Bra- with Favre. I don't know if you saw. That. I saw yeah, Favre tweeted and, a few photos, but
0: it, it kind of looked like uh, cars with coffee or whatever. Yeah,
2: like we just never. Like I don't feel like we're not. It's not gonna be Tom's. Not gonna do the thing where we just don't hear from him again. He's not doing well,
0: that. I, well, I think him and Peyton are very similar. I, I, I do think Peyton. I think Tom will do a Peyton because you've given your entire life. You just take a couple years to get it. But you can tell Peyton's itching, you know. But he's so rich he can really pick his spots. Like, yeah, I'm not $10 million doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not going to go with Joe Tessitore. If To me, if maybe ESPN would have had a chance to land Peyton if they would have had the equivalent of like an Al Michaels or a Jim Nance being the main guy. Like just an all-time legend that Peyton's like, yeah, I'll work with this guy. Maybe. I, I, even that, I don't know. But if they would have had the equivalent of like a Pat Summerall or whoever, just that like Peyton's like, fuck it, I'm going to work with him. Even if I ended up wanting to go back into – or uh, to run a team. I think these guys are so rich though that it comes down to ownership or it comes down to an Elway-like position where it feels like you own it. And Peyton would – you'd say the one that would make the most sense would be the Colts, but they got the best – you know, one of the best GMs in the league. So that's not really going to happen. I – you c- couldn't you see one day when Kraft passes away? Still feels like he's going pretty strong right now. But uh, as the Orchids of Asia would tell you, that it would make sense, like for Jonathan Kraft's big mark, once Bill retires, like you just hire Tom to run your fucking football operation, like B or L way. But
2: I think we see with, with Peyton, like Peyton wants to do some stuff. He
0: just doesn't want to do
2: it every day for you. Like he wants to do his thing. Like, does Tom want to be in there every day?
0: Well, I don't know. Well, I'm just. I, it might. It yeah, might it would make sense anyway. if he wants to do it. For sure. I could see a couple years if Tom just misses it. You know, if Tom just misses it. Because, I heard Doc Rivers all with Woj, and it's different with a coach. But, yeah. Pat Riley told him when he was playing for the Knicks, like, "You're going to be a coach one day." And and Doc at the time thought like, "You're crazy, bro. I'm not. I'm not going to be a coach one day." And then he basically just. And Pat responded you just need the juice too much and then he you you need to be in the fire and doc said after a couple of years of broadcasting he realizes like he was right like he misses it and you could say doc is somewhat like a Brady Manning not as a player but just super successful now he's super rich he could do anything like you just need it mm-hmm. and once you get it now again like if Peyton never gets into a front office like Elway like Elway's got a good good blend cuz he still plays a shitload of golf But I think deep down to his core, he needs the juice. You know, he – on game day, on Sunday, he's sitting in that box like he's got fucking skin in the game. Like legit skin in the game. And I think Lynch talks a lot about that. I I think it gets those guys – those guys, to me, those two – I mean, do you know what's crazy? is We don't talk about Peyton and Tom because Tom has separated himself. It does do Peyton somewhat of a disservice. He is one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen. Just like in his peak, just dominant. He had some downfalls in the playoffs, but – his career is pretty special. Like, he's kind of like the LeBron of football. Like, he's never going to be the greatest, but he's one of the best things I've ever seen. And at the end of the day, there's probably – he's equal of Tom just in terms of his drive and just his want to and just his passion for the sport. So I, I, I can't see him not being involved, guy. In uh, – like, to me, broadcasting – It's cool, but we there's no pressure. I mean, there's pressure like feed your friend, but he's so rich. There's just there's no once you're that rich, there's no pressure in it. Uh, Besides your own personal pressure to do well, like there's pressure for you because you're like trying to make a career. But his he's so. But if you were worth five hundred million dollars, it'd be like whatever. To me, it's he's got to have a fucking something. You know, whether he's picking the players, whether he he'll never be a coach, owns the team. I, I think they're they're both destined for that. Yeah. But
2: what's clear to me about Peyton at this point, at least is like if Peyton, Peyton might become a GM. If he does, it's because he's bored, not because he needs the, because he's had so many people have tried to give him chances to get closer to the game than he is. And he said, no,
0: I'm good. But it's only, but it's only been a couple years.
2: No doubt. But I just think like, if he was that addicted to it, like I think part of being car dealerships probably kind of fed that for John that's competitive. That's, That's you're making big money decisions every day. You know, like I bet car dealerships gave Elway some of the juice that he gets out of football. I don't know. Peyton Peyton has found. But the other thing is Peyton has found something else that he like. It's not like he's searching like we've it's been pretty clear from pretty early point that Peyton making television shows or whatever. And Peyton enjoys that. So it makes sense what he's doing now. I don't know. Maybe Tom will be doing a. maybe it'll be Tom and Affleck and Matt Damon doing buddy movies.
0: That would be the thing. Like Hollywood will be very aggressive for Tom, yeah. right?
2: Is Tom gonna do is Tom gonna do like a big movie? Mm. Will there be a Brady movie of some sort? That he's acting in, not
0: producing. Doesn't it feel in a different way that Tom's a little more low key than Peyton? Like Tom's not that active on stuff. Yeah. I mean his yeah. own social media, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. like He's to me. He does his own social media now to try to be like. Deep down, is it a little bit trying to connect with some of his younger teammates and stay loose than being like a branding thing for himself? Now it helps the TB twelve, I guess the book, but I think he kind of has fun with it. Like Peyton, legitimately, like hosts his SNL all the time. Like kind of likes being a star. I'm not saying Tom doesn't, but like he's friends with Matt Damon. I would like they're probably legitimately friends. So it was, that was a connection there. So good. That was pretty fun. <laughs> He was pretty good. Like I would imagine Matt Damon – would it shock you if I told you Matt Damon's one of Tom's better friends? No, I guess it wouldn't. Like if you had to say, who's Tom's friends? like Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, you know, Alex besides football. Yeah, <laughs> not a long list. Uh, like, do you think him and Pen, Peyton, for example, like their relationship is a little different. Like they're friends, but I don't view that – like Magic and Larry, legitimately there was a kinship. Like it was something special Like theirs was still a little more rival Cause I think Peyton deep down kind of resents Like fuck I was better than him Yet he's viewed better than me Peyton and then remember Tom That email came out during the flake gate Of him kind of ripping Peyton Not ripping him but this motherfucker be, be out And I'll be still killing it Remember that Yeah
2: I don't get the, uh, My guess is they don't text uh, much <laughs>
0: No I, I don't think so either <laughs>
2: Speaking of friends, relationships, you know, I was just thinking about the Warriors game three, Rockets Saturday night. Kevin has clearly flipped a switch, John. Kevin Durant has flipped a switch, and it's not getting unflipped in this postseason, I don't think. Uh, And I do wonder, like, if I said, is, "Is Saturday the their next? Is Saturday the best chance that they lose a game in this postseason?" Yes. Like, if they win Saturday. Are they sweeping the Western Conference Finals
0: and then winning the Finals in five? I'm I'm trying to think. It was either last year or two years ago. They it was was it two years ago? They lost a game four before. Might have been in Cleveland two years ago, and then they finished a game five. Kevin's first year. Like they've lost that game four, just because once you go.
2: You're talking about the finals.
0: Yeah, I'm talking, I, but I'm just saying, like they still could lose game four because if you win game three, let's say it's tightly contested, oh, right, they end right. up winning it. You're like, fuck it, this series is over. So whether we win in four or go home and win, it's done.
2: Uh, yeah, but see, what I go back to, it you're right, but what I go back to is I think Kevin has, Kevin is pl- Kevin is doing all the stuff like, and I think he is getting credit for it, the stuff that he came here to do. It's like as we're all talking about, as Kevin leaving? We're seeing this year and particularly this postseason is. It's 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 here. He's done it. He is doing it, John. And I just wonder if Houston doesn't do it in Game Three. I just kind of feel like the, the the level of play that Kevin is at is is it just my? I'm not going to say they're not going to lose another game in the postseason, but Game Saturday night might be it, like for the postseason.
0: God, he eviscerated the Clippers. He averaged thirty-five, five and five, and then so far the thirty-two, five and three. It's just been a smooth, like – I think sometimes now even I go, God, he only scored 29 points. Like 29 points is a lot. You know, like that's – there's just more points scored. So sometimes it felt like back in the day in a game that was the Bulls beat the Knicks, let's say 90 to 85. Jordan's 30 was like, Jesus. I mean you go 30 and you only score 90, you score a third of the points. Well, if you score 30 points, you score 115 points. It doesn't quite feel the exact same, right? But I still think 29 points is a shitload. Like, he's averaging 32, 5, and 3. It's like, God, it feels like more than that. You know? It's like 40, the new 31. It's crazy. But he's... I I mean, is he the best player in the league right now? Yeah, is. Is that well, even arguable?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's arguable. It's definitely arguable. But he's right now, he is playing. He is performing. He is shutting everyone up to the level that it's like it feels like he's reached like that mountaintop in terms of just would Kevin ever get on this team? He could never get the credit that he deserves. And I feel like right now he's getting
0: it and he's earned it. Here's what I think. Cause I used to be like, you know, I'd take Steph over him and there are stuff. Steph brings to the table that he doesn't much more consistent human, zero drama, <laughs> great leader, you know, great player, but there is a peak, like peak Steph. And peak Kevin, like peak Kevin's just better, right? Like peak peak Kevin. If they both peak, and that's both like top I mean, you could argue Kevin's like a top five player of all time, right? You could argue that, yeah. Cause again, he he's he has a chance to build a resume here these next like four or five years. He wins another finals here, wins a finals MVP. That'd be three straight finals MVPs. So he came to the Warriors, won three straight finals MVPs. Yeah. Guy okay, if he goes to the Knicks and wins a fourth fucking championship, that will be pretty powerful.
2: Uh, and so the, he, Yeah, I mean, that would still ultimately be more powerful, just in terms of legacy, I guess, than anything you can do with the Warriors. But I just feel like this year, I just feel like now, in this postseason, he's getting the most credit he can get on this team.
0: I agree, but I do think his Warriors run, if it ends after this year, and it sure as hell feels like it ends after this year, if he, win, if he came to the Warriors and won three straight finals MVPs, that would be pretty nuts. Because, like, LeBron went to the Heat. They only won two. Right. Right? If they would have won bat three in a row, that you'd have been like, damn, they won three out of four? Like, Kevin came here, won three for three, and three fucking finals MVP, and it was clear in the biggest games he was their best player. And Steph was damn good. And the other three guys were good. I mean, it's you know Iguodala right now leads the playoffs in dunks? Like, if that's going to happen, the league is fucked. <laughs> leads the playoffs in dunks. And they're all just like easy dunks like oh I'm open boom I do you know what makes me we talked about this a little bit before the pod what percentage chance what percentage do you put on Kevin Durant being at the parade
2: I mean high I it's the parade isn't like 3 weeks after the championship
0: No I know but it's not 100 right
2: Uh it's, it's I mean it's pretty I,
0: I don't know I mean you'd, what You'd put it well over 90
2: yeah, like, to me, like, you do all this work with a team. Like, you don't show up for the parade. Like, you know, we all, I kind of think, like, okay, there's weird stuff, but you don't show up for the parade. That's that's pretty outlandish.
0: But what if you know you're gone and you feel kind of dirty? Nah. Even you, if you were the best player. It's a
2: celebration of the team you just, of the accomplishment you just had in retrospect, not what you're about to do. No, I,
0: I, I hope he goes. I just, I'm not feeling that confident, guy. I, I'm really not. But, again, this is, Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm just gonna enjoy him. I'm enjoying watching him play because he's happier now. Like that—that'd be the thing. If he was just happy, my my only beef with him is he gets so he gets so angry and negative. He reminds me of all these other NBA players that I despise. Like when he's like this and he's happy and he's smiling and he's just crushing. It's like God, this guy is fucking enjoyable. It's when he gets like moody and he goes puts a White Sox hat on. He starts screaming at people and it's like Kevin. And again, I don't – maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes that I got no clue. He's fighting with Looney. I don't know. I mean it's hard for me to see like – well, him and Clay probably get along. I can't imagine him and Steph are button heads, unless he gets resentment over Steph's credit and he doesn't feel he gets enough credit. Shit like that. I, I get how the – we're all humans. Draymond fuck with him a little. Like does Iguodala and Livingston, has they ever caused him a, a bit of grief? I can't imagine, mm-hmm. right? Livingston definitely not. I could see Iguodala making fun of him. Remember, didn't Iguodala in the one Stroud article when they were driving in New York? Like he's like, that's your new home, or he said that on the team bus. You remember, was that Stroud's article or was it an article when Iguodala made a joke that they're like, oh, it's a little weird place. Iguodala doesn't give a shit. Like that's your new. Like, am I lying, Kevin?
2: (laughs) It doesn't help the situation though.
0: But I, but again, like if you're like in, it's not like making fun of Shaq $1. if
2: you're if you're Barkley. No, but just <laughs> it's not helping. But I don't blame him. Like I appreciate the person who does that kind of thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So if they win Game Three, you still think they might they could lose Game Four Monday?
0: I think they could lose That's Game fair. Four. But the, the to me, they lose Game Three. The series is one thousand percent over. Excuse me. If they win Game Three, the series is one thousand percent over. But it's I can still see it going Game Five. If they if the Rockets win Game Three. At least we got a series. Because then there is, I mean, there is some pressure then on the Warriors in Game Four. So cool about these series. But the good thing, like I was watching the Sixer game last night, the Toronto Raptors are now fighting for their life. You can't go down three-one to the to the Sixers. To me, because you know now you're playing on the road. Like the Warriors, they took care of home home court. Like the the for example the Raptors did not. That's the that's the big thing. That's why that game one is so devastating to the Rockets. Because to me to beat the Warriors, and I think Simmons summed it up pretty well. The problem is when you go down 2-0 to the Warriors and they got home court, is then you got to beat them four out of five. Like that's just not real. How many game? How many times it, of the Steve Carrera have they lost four out of five? I mean I'm not sure it's happened once.
1: In a maybe postseason or in a
0: season. You yeah, just even in a season, maybe happened once this year.
2: Yeah, didn't they have that historic the first time ever? What was that? Yeah, they lost well, like
0: three straight games yeah. or something. They they hadn't lost they hadn't lost three straight games in the career. There was a while they hadn't lost like back to backs. Kerr like, "This is not fucking normal." He kept trying to tell everyone this: "Stop having these expectations." But you agree. For the Warriors, without like uh, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry going down in the same game, how, it, how would it be possible for them to lose 4 out of 5?
2: With- John, I don't even... I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm too arrogant on the Warriors, but I don't... Even if they lost one of those
0: guys, I'd have a hard time seeing it. If I told you Steph and, Steph and Kevin were out the rest of the series, would you say they're fucked? Uh,
2: you, you, Steph and Kevin are out the rest
0: of the series? <laughs> yeah, they've got a problem. <laughs>
2: yeah. Provided... Is Harden going to wear
0: goggles on Saturday? Well, he's you know. In fairness, I made a lot of fun of him. Yes, you did. His eye was his eye was pretty red. Now I did see a report that the Warriors think he was faking too.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, someone was like, "He's just it's his eyelid; his corneas weren't touched." I did see that, but so, as someone who's had like an eye infection, I know how awful one little thing can make your eyes feel.
0: I, I there was a like I tweeted live during the game like. Is this guy ma- is this guy making this up? Yeah. And some a rocket fan was like, "Don't be a homer. Would you want Draymond's dirty ass fingers in your eye, <laughs> or his <laughs> dirty uncut fingernails? Because <laughs> that's how all the Houston like Draymond's dirty fingers. <laughs> everyone just, everyone outside of this area hates Draymond. Um, you notice that?
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. I've
0: not, noticed too. Funny. Being in like uh, at my brother's wedding with some friends they were like diehard Kings fans and even you know this was like last year and everyone even acknowledged like yeah, you know listen Steph and Claire are great but God I can't stand Draymond like everyone yeah. if Draymond's on your team despises him
2: uh, well it's funny because I was talking to Casey Jacobson John and he's got three daughters and I was like do your girls like basketball he's like well my one daughter that likes basketball yeah, she loves it. So who she like? Well, she loves the Warriors. Oh, really? Why? All the boys at her school are always just talking about how cool Steph and Clay are. He lives in Southern, he lives in Lakers. He lives in Southern California. It's the Lakers country. And they just all love Steph and Clay. All the kids. Everybody. Like, so I think even the people that hate him, like, so it's so easy to hate him. But even then, it's like just pods of fan bases. Like, it's not most people. Right? It's like Warriors fans, well, Rockets I, I, fans, or whoever. But it's not most I, I, people.
0: To me, Steph and Clay are, like when I when I was in high school, like what Tiger was. Like most people just like Tiger. Most people just like Steph and Clay. Most people, like if you just bring up Tom Brady outside of like New York, right? People but I, are, think, I, but I, I do
2: think, yeah, oh no, you're right. But I do think there are, po- like fan bases can like dislike Steph also. I don't think anyone dislikes Clay. But I understand just like the dancing and the shimmying and the smiling and the, deep, yeah. you know, all that stuff.
0: I think Steph's polarizing a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: Uh, all right. The opposite of polarizing is fifth-year options. Middlecoff. I had for you were like uh, you know Josh Garnett's option it picked up, and I was like, what? Oh yeah, I guess it didn't. Seventeen players got. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Gruden officially said it at the press conference. Right. I don't. I don't know if you saw that. I did not see that, so I'm glad you said it. That they're
2: not picking up Carl Joseph's fifth-year option either, which means that. Um, well, I guess the Niners had two picks that year, but DeForest Buckner, good player. But the two first rounders from 2016 for the
0: 49 Do you think DeForest walks by him in the locker room like I got my shit picked up, dog?
2: <laughs> no,
1: I think What's not. Your name well, again?
2: well, yeah, not today. Like that's been going on for three years. Like yeah, they're they're gonna pick mine up. Um, that round, looking back on it, 2016 first round it's actually kind of just, it's a pretty interesting first round. Only 17 guys had their fifth year options picked up.
0: Was that the Wentz Goff year?
2: Yeah, Bosa Zeke. Jalen Ramsey Ronnie Stanley DeForest Buckner all seven of those guys got it picked up Conklin didn't but like you were saying before the pod not because he's a boss just because he's hurt
0: towards ACL he's never been the same he was a first team all pro three years ago so like to me if you don't pick it up because a guy has a devastating injury and it just derails his career you can hold your head higher than if it's just like Josh Guernet just stinks or Carl Joseph was just to me, the thing that hurts more about Carl Joseph, like Joshua Garnett, they traded back into the first round, right? right? What pick was he, 31 28. 32? 28, so that's still pretty high. But name me a couple. Do you have the draft in front of you? Yeah. Like a couple players that immediately went after Carl Joseph, because what what pick was that, 14?
2: Uh, after Carl Joseph what number was Corey, Carl? Corey Coleman. Yeah, 14. Corey Coleman, not on the Browns. Yeah. Taylor Decker starting tackle Keanu Neal good player Ryan Kelly don't know much about center Indy starter uh Shaq Lawson didn't get it picked up uh Duran Lee have we settled on Duran after four years
0: uh did he have his picked up I don't think he did because they're trying to trade him so yeah it's not an ideal pick no Will Fuller didn't have it picked up but then bounced back Josh Doxon Dotson,
2: Doxon. Uh Laquan Treadwell. There's three receivers in a row right there. Remember that. Uh, William Jackson, the third. Artie Burns, Paxton Lynch, Kenny Clark, Garnett, Robert Kimdiche, Vernon Butler, and uh, Jermaine Ifedi. 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 Ifedi.
0: Didn't get it picked up either.
2: So, just like I said, weird, just not an overly impressive first round, right? I mean... Like it like high end impressive, and then a lot of like oh, Eli Apple went up ten, okay
0: what will fuller is that
2: uh, the Texans wide receiver
0: oh, I was thinking the bears I was like, God, I thought the bears that map doesn't okay will fuller yeah wide receiver
1: but he,
2: Kendall but like fuller. like will fuller played seven games last year, ten games the year before that
0: he did tear his ACL last year that's so he's been a hurt guy, yeah, but he's a he's a good player um he can he can he can fly to me like when you're
2: looking at it by by the way I'll just add this one more note for you so the Niners trade up to 28 maybe then a guard went 31 so did they think that Seattle was taking Josh
0: Garnett 100% even though he wouldn't have been a great scheme fit for them I I think when you look at when you really judge a fifth year option if it's a major bust it has to be the former regime like Steve Kime drafted Najiki how do you say his name isn't it Kim Dichie? Oh, Kim Dichie. Uh Shaq Lawson, new GM there in in Buffalo. Uh, Decker, or excuse me, Conklin, same GM, but like we said, he got hurt. And it just, fuck, it just, his knee's never been the same. So it's pretty clear, like with the Raiders, they drafted Jonathan Abram, who it plays the same position and does the same exact thing, it's just a little bigger. Of course, yeah, Carl's done. Do you think Reggie Carnett McKenzie would have
2: picked up Carl Joseph's fifth-year option?
0: See, sometimes it's hard to tell because you want to make yourself look good. Yeah. I, I don't know. Did I would say he does not warrant the option being picked up. Though he's closer to the option being picked up than, like, Joshua Garnett. To me, Joshua Garnett would be a lock. But I think we saw last year one of the more head-scratching ones. That, you could argue that I this move was dumb when they did it, Makes less sense now. Like, why did they pick up Eric Armstead's fifth-year option? We we both said like this is no brainer, and then they picked it up. We're like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I would not have picked it up. I mean, and you you wouldn't either. And now they did it, and they're kind of you're stuck with them. Yeah. Who's pay, who is paying Armstead ten million dollars this year? Nobody. Is he making does Armstead make five million dollars this year if he's a free agent? Um.
2: three sacks, 48 tackles.
0: Five million? Uh, Maybe someone gives him like a two-year, 10 million, you know, three million guaranteed or something. Just kind of a flyer. Because he still is an NFL player. Like, Josh Garnett's not an NFL starter. Like, Armstead can start. Like, I I could see Belichick. Yeah, we just get him low value, see if we can get a year out of him. But he's not, guy. he would not get his fifth-year option money. And that's what I think is the right move on Carl Joseph. Like, Garnett's the... Probably the easiest one of the bunch. <laughs> he is the easiest one of the bunch, <laughs> besides the guys that are already cut. Like, yeah, you're not picking it up. To me, the Carl one, someone's gonna sign Carl Joseph. Now, his fifth year option money would probably be eight, nine million dollars. Carl Joseph probably makes like two or three million dollars, but he's gonna play in the NFL for someone else. Like Josh Garnett, if you told me next year Josh Garnett is out of the NFL, I'll believe you. Like, you know, someone signs him next offseason, once the Niners cut him after this season. He goes to training camp, whatever, doesn't make the team. It's just over. Like, to me, he's on that path. Like, to me, Carl's on the path. Carl's got multiple teams left on him. Because he can play special teams and just run around and make daggles.
2: Did I get hurt in 16? He didn't play in 17. Yeah, he got hurt. Then played seven games last year.
0: He's the worst combination. Can't stay healthy and is not good.
2: And remember, you go back to the draft, even if he'd been healthy and the regime hadn't changed it, changed, changed it. Uh, I remember you said at the time, like, this doesn't, the scheme
0: doesn't make sense.
2: Like, this is not, this player doesn't make sense for the 49ers. Well,
0: remember, they took him when they had Chip Kelly guy and we were like, what are you doing?
2: Yeah, that was a weird one. Good thing well, they got Buckner that that draft.
0: Yeah, bulky... But
2: of course they got DeForest Buckner in that draft.
0: That's why bulky right. lives on a lake. They right got
2: now. Oregon had a blue-chip player that was going to be great,
0: and they got him. Yeah, works out well. Kind of. Well, who I mean, went he's... right after Who went right after Garnett? Kim Dietschy. Then.
2: Vernon Butler, defensive tackle. Good player. I mean, um... Yeah, I mean, like the it might have worked out better for it did for Seattle because the guy they took Feedy or whatever you say his name, he plays every game for them. Feedy? Yeah, he's he's a he's a starter.
0: Yeah, it, it did work out better. He's just not very good. Stinks. Well, but I'd rather to... at least I got a starter. I mean, you, this guy's unplayable. Now, some might argue Feedy should be unplayable, but Russell runs yeah,
2: around. Yeah, Uh Well, I take it back then. Hunter Henry went thirty fifth though.
0: Stephen A. rejoices. Who was
2: the last? I always love going like to the end of a draft. going like, "Who's the last good player?
0: Did you see the, uh, the D'Angelo Russell try to sneak the weed in an in a iced tea bottle?
2: Well, I thought for sure. I don't know what you thought when you saw that story. I thought for sure he had some weed in his bag and just forgot it was there. But he was actively trying to get it through security.
0: People tweeting at me that it's pretty now weed. It, it just goes through most security. No one even pays attention.
2: So how does it get caught? Just because? Do you think it gets caught because it's in a fake can?
0: Well, I think yeah, the can was in there, so they take it out and they look what's in it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's like if you would just had the baggie in your toiletry bag, it more than
0: likely, yeah, you'd be fine. I know people like travel with the pen everywhere. Yeah, because certain the sources, states, somebody yeah. broke that one down
2: for me yesterday. You just go so to the I, pen and you just and you just go like oh yeah it's just tobacco I'll throw it out if you want me to throw it out (laughs) that was the defense that I heard and it works it's never he said he's never been stopped yeah my source
0: I don't think anyone ever gets stopped so I I, I think the big problem guy is that D'Angelo Russell's an idiot (laughs) because as I said on first take like bro you know the only thing beside contraband you can't bring on a plane is (laughs) fucking liquids is a can of iced tea Yes So well, wait a second though I just assume,
2: I When I saw the story I thought it was like a, One of those things That is a fake can With a compartment in it But you're saying It's like a real can That he just stuck something in it
0: Yeah he just took the can He poured it all out And just put it in there That's what I think happened That's what everyone thinks happened Oh
2: okay I thought it was like it was one like, of a like,
0: screw, like a screw off lid You know the iced tea ones that Yeah You get like 7-Eleven
2: I thought My assumption was that It was like a fake one That had No you know, I, don't, like,
0: I don't think He even tried that right? I think he just Put it in there
2: it's like an x-ray machine. You can see through the can.
0: Well, I think some of these guys, if you're not used to, you know, he flies private a lot. You know, was, it checked, the, was it in this checked luggage or a carry-on? Do we know? This, it's carry-on. Because someone's like, you could have just checked the goddamn bag, you idiot. Under somebody else's name. He's an idiot. Wow. In his
2: defense, like, you just forget. He's just not, that's not his world, right? Traveling commercials, not his world. I just not think sometimes you just take for granted the little things that you think are part of your world just aren't part of somebody else's world.
0: Well, I saw a clip on Twitter last night of Chauncey Billup saying he's about to get his contract. He'll never go to LaGuardia ever again in his life. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah these guys all these guys all live a different fucking world.
2: You just kind of forget, like there are things that just
0: not part of your world. <sighs> It's going to work out great
2: for him, honestly, not being happy, not letting that be part of his world. All right. On that note, I'm starving. Peace. Later.
1: Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola Pepsi or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today.